Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot, inbound, and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the Spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas, and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. Ready, spot, go. Here we go with another episode of The Spot, and I'm super excited today. I'm always excited, to be honest with you. Julie! We usually don't do this, but give me one thing first off that you can say was amazing about your week this week. Ooh, well, I'm super unprepared to answer that question because I didn't know it was coming. Um, One amazing thing about my week this week, um, one of my favorite meetings of my week every week is the inbound standup that we have at Impulse Creative. Um, And this week we talked about new things that we did in HubSpot this week. And we talked about um, client recommendations and wins and things that we could do to help our clients be more successful based on trends and data that we're seeing in their uh, current performance. So that was definitely a bright spot because I like talking about all things marketing, HubSpot, et cetera. Doug, what was Should the I have said bright this meeting, spot? No, this no, podcast no, no. right now. No, 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 no. You can't back up. You already just, you you went there. You said your thing. Doug, what is uh, uh, just a moment in this week that you would say, that was awesome? The opportunity to spend time with you, George. Oh, see, see this guy right here. <laughs> My whole I'm heart. Where, do we have yeah, a soundboard? Yeah. We should just end the podcast uh, no, right now. Uh, what it, I, had, uh, we, I had three opportunities um, find their way to me. It's always good. I'm the sales guy, right? I like we had three good opportunities. Like we have three bona fide middle of the middle of the pipeline, fully like probably before the end of the year, and they all found their way to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of them, by the way, is somebody who's worked with us actually two times before. Nice, nice. Now, my I... so my, my favorite my favorite new business my favorite new business is when an existing customer adds new business. My second favorite new business is when someone who worked with you in the past comes back to you and says, Hey, we want to work with you or Hey, we've got this. How can you help us? And then my third favorite form of new business is any other type of new business. Yes. You, you definitely are the sales guy on this podcast. I will say that like just that the last five, uh, two minutes, whatever it was, you, you are the sales guy. So I will say a bright moment <laughs> for me was I, I was I made two minutes to... feel like five. That's my, yeah. that's my value proposition. <laughs> I will tell you, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about on this episode. Cause I know there's two episodes coming because Doug dropped like a couple, Hey, we should do an episode on that we should do an episode on that in the last episode those are coming but i was like what do i want to talk about um uh in in the spot what do i what do i want to get julie's thoughts on doug's thoughts on and all of a sudden i had this bright moment of my week uh as i was thinking about this this article uh rolled past my inbox and i started to chuckle and i i, I mean it was a moment of joy when i saw the title of this article and i said I said, thank you, Lord, because I can only guess what Doug is going to have to say about this article. So let me go ahead and read it. Yep, yep. Check, check. 
Okay, it's gone in the notes. So with that said, we are talking today about a blog, which I don't typically pick uh, blogs off of HubSpot. I try not to. I try to go here, there, or, or somewhere else. But it is a HubSpot blog, and it is uh, Here's What Sales Leaders. Doug, are you a sales leader? Mm, that's a um, long silence, bro. I've say. been waiting that's all true. week to ask you that question. Are you a sales leader? That's not for me to say. Okay, interesting. For other people to say if I'm a sales leader. There you go. I love that. I love that. Here's what sales leaders should prioritize, which is a powerful word that people probably read right past, in 2021, according to the Sandler expert. So, so Doug, I don't know if I should start with you, if I should start with Julie, or where we should go here. So, I guess maybe just... Give me, because I know you're going to want to dive in. Doug is like, it, I, okay, folks, you should be watching the podcast. I hope you're podcast. watching this on video. You, you should be word. watching the podcast because Doug disappeared somehow. Like there was just a hat that was there for a minute. Doug, talk me through a little bit of when when you saw this article, when you read this article, um, what your where your brain went. Uh, good stuff, uh, total bag of doo-doo, like... What do you got for us? So my my what what was my first thought? Yeah, your first <clears> thought's I, good. I, I had three first thoughts. I hate this time of year in content. I hate SEO and seriously. So so what I'll say overall, I'll, I'll let you guys comment first because I, I mean I don't want to be a hater and I know how hard it is to create content and and, and everything else. So I don't want to. Um, and and there's some good stuff in there, but I hate this time of year because. You know, here's my question. I read the I read the, the blog post and I want to know when was this not a priority, right? Like this is priority for 2021, which makes it sound like, hey, there's something there. Like here's what's, there's nothing in there that didn't apply to 2020, 2019, 1984, 1974. And it doesn't, and it, and why am I going to, you know, why is it February, right? I hate SEO. Why is by a Sandler expert? What does that have to do with anything? Well, that's hey, let's go, let's go for some SEO juice, and um, and then I'll give you the seriously later. But yeah, that was my. Uh... I'm just gonna throw out there that I did my job because I got right there, kind of what I wanted to know. I like, I can't wait to dig in deeper. I I want to really know, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And and I may have picked this article because I was using it. I wanted oh, a litmus a test too. Yeah, I, I want a litmus test of like, there's there's this, as a marketer, I'm used to looking at HubSpot content. So if I want to lean into the world of sales, many marketers are going to be like me. They're going to lean into the sales blog. They're going to read these things. They're trying to understand their sales team. They're trying to merge and do this word that I hate, which is marketing. And so I'm like, hey, on the spot, uh, I'm going to bring this up because this could be a litmus test of like, be careful what you're reading. What's the good, the bad, the ugly. So I'm not, I'm not mad that you may be a hater after this episode. I'm just going to throw that out there. But Julie, let's go from like the human, like anthropology, like super data organized, structured person that you are. Um, when you were kind of reading through this, similar thoughts to Doug, different thoughts to Doug as far as like first snapshot response. Yeah, I don't know if I have like a, a human element take on this right now. Um, my my thought was, you know, this doesn't feel super 
unique new pushing the envelope. Um, again, I think we have a use case where uh, much to the the piece that Doug says he hates SEO, right? The um, the better title for this could be like why the best like sales trends for 2021 are the things you've been doing all along, right? That would be maybe a more interesting angle. Um, but I know people write content like this with the year in it because Google likes it. People search for it. They want to know what they should do next year. Like I get that piece of the puzzle. The fact that this was based on an interview with a single um, a person very much stood out in the article to me, right? We get a lot of um, Susie Andrews perspective. And when I got to point number five, which is use the BAT triangle, this is very much a PR driven article to me, right? This is some type of either co-marketing, um, a public relations pitch that got through to the writer that turned into this thing. And in a vacuum, I don't always know if that's my favorite type of content, right? I love content that takes multiple perspectives. I love content where you have some um, dissent or multiple opinions, right? Think about some of the posts that Databox does where they crowdsource content, they put things together, and you're able to see what 50 sales leaders say about X, Y, or Z. I sometimes see more value in that. I often see more value in that than one perspective because this seems like it's here to introduce this um, success triangle, the Sandler tool for sales leaders specifically, right? It's folded into the middle, but like that's the talking point here. That's really what we're getting at. And we're using 2021 perspectives to get there. So my, my skeptical reader marketing person who's done it brain is like, well, is this really existing to be this great article that's going to help everyone or is it existing to introduce the Sandler methodology? Yeah. So I want to so circle kind of back on it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And and it's funny because this is exactly where I wanted to go with this. Um, I want to circle back around on something that we hit uh, before we kind of started talking about like it's not pushing the edge. It's not cutting edge. It's not like, like it's SEO. I want to circle back around here later on, like your guys's feeling of your content needing to always push the envelope, be the latest and greatest versus should it, can it just be an educational piece or should it always be lean in that direction? We'll get there. We'll get there. Hopefully we'll get there. We'll oh, see we don't want to go there permits. yet. Okay. I want to go so, there. I yeah, have so, lots of thoughts on that. But but here's my thing. And again, I I it it could just be me people. It could just be me. I could live under a rock. First of all, no. I I did know what Sandler is. So so there's that. I knew what that was. I'm like, "Oh, okay, Sandler. Okay, okay." But I got down to Julie and I'm so glad you brought this up. I got down to 0.5 and I'm like, "Wait. Wait. What the actual frick? What? Like I've heard of Bant and I've heard of like, you know, 17 other letters that things and you should do in sales. But I'm like, bat? Bat? Is this the Halloween edition? Is this the sports edition? Like, what is, what is bat? Like, has bat always been a thing? Doug, has bat always Behavior? been a thing? Behavior, attitude, technique. Come no, on, I understand that. But was it always no. named bat? Did somebody no. literally no. say, this is a good no. idea. We're no. going to call this bat? No. No. Marketers like an acronym. Uh, no. Come on. You know, this like me. Are, you know who likes acronyms more than marketers? Salespeople. 
franchises. <laughs> <laughs> we love a methodology around here. So, um, so here's the thing. So I immediately was like, what the frick is bat? Like, this is, this is stupid. Now, the the what it is isn't stupid and that's kind of where i wanted to get doug to maybe dive in a little bit about this whole behavioral like thing if he wants to like i know that face looked like he didn't want to but but i'm like i'm like okay does this i think it's stupid but i understand and so anyway that for me was where i'm like i'm again i chuckled I, it was my, remember, we started this podcast. This was my moment of joy this week where I got to this part of the article. I thought of Doug. I chuckled and I said, I'm just, I got to go there. We got to go there this week. I saw the article before you put it in the notes for us. And I'm like, boy, I wonder what George is going to, George, George would think I think of this one. And then I saw you had it in the, in the show notes and I was like, oh, oh man. Uh, can, I, can I just, I know, George, this this BAT acronym is not your favorite. Um, I think that one thing that my human brain does pick up on there is different frameworks, analogies, metaphors, acronyms, whatever it is, work for different people. And I will not say I am a sales leader at all. I will not say I have been an in-the-trenches salesperson as a primary role ever. Um, but for me, right, if a different version of something, if a different spin on the same theme helps something connect with someone and helps them do their job better, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, even if it doesn't work for someone else, right? Like maybe I can so remember I'm, that I'm, easier than ban or something like that. Well, well, first off, they're two totally unrelated yeah. things, which by the way, for, for, I would say for Sandler to name their thing bat, not being aware that people are going to associate it with Bant, having so one's a behavioral model, one's a qualification criteria. They're totally unrelated, which is it. But it, so here's the other thing, right? And and so first off, this says priorities, mm-hmm. right? Priorities for sales leaders. And so they're saying the priority, the number five priority for the sales leader is use the bat triangle. Okay, so now you've just got me a little bit tweaked. Because you've told me my priority is to use your, not, not, you know, not prioritize coaching, prioritize support, you know, and, and what we do is use, but by the way, if you want to know what bad is, you have to like go, you have to read the entire quote and they have an image in there that I don't know if the image has value or not with a link to the image source. So if you click on the image source, you know where the image source takes you not to the image, but to Sandler's homepage. So their number five priority is why not just say hire Sandler, like at least don't yeah right yeah. I mean, so I, it actually I mean I got to tell you and I'm and I'm sorry you know I I've seen the writer who wrote this she's written good stuff I'm not going to call her out but I'm going to call out HubSpot this is an ad this is not inbound and you know they and, and by the way Julie you nailed it it's a co-marketing piece they co-marketed it with Sandler on this sales enablement 2021 report with 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 mm-hmm. Sandler and Gong yeah and and they gave them an ad. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a great PR win or ad, whether, you know, ad is money changed hands. And if this is an ad and it's not disclosed, that's a different conversation, but we can call it like a, a PR win, a co-marketing, whatever we want to say, right? There's mutual investment in this. Um, it's a great PR win for Sandler, right? They're, they've achieved their goal of getting this placement. But, well, they but, achieved their goal because we're talking about it. But, but the, well, uh, yeah, but the fact is, if we can, 
if we can smell it out, like, is it a win? Right. And you're right, Doug, we're talking about it, but we're not talking about it like, oh, man, we love this so much. We're kind of talking about how this is almost like a, a backhanded attempt. And, and what's funny is. Uh, just to go even more sideways, number one, by the way, uses the word transparency. Well, this article's transparent. It's a transparent ad that you're like trying to get us to go to your homepage, which is like well, crazy. Well, you know what? It, you know, it, it, it's Julie's transparent like a bad hard. leader is transparent who thinks that they're hiding something, right? I mean, <laughs> transparent would have been, the title would have been nine, eight, eight priorities in one commercial that you've heard, eight priorities that you've, that people have been telling you for 10 years and one commercial. The, the thing is, can it be smelled out? You know, frankly, I didn't think about it this deeply until I knew we were going to talk about it. I kind of looked at it, it was like platitude, 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 platitude. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's that time of the year. The, the trends for 2021 posts are coming out. And then we reviewed it. So I started looking at it. Like I didn't even, by the way, I didn't even realize the, the, that the image source took me to Sandler's homepage until I clicked on it like a second ago. Cause I'm like, well, maybe there's something in the image. Like they don't even make the image readable. So from, from a take home value standpoint, the problem is I don't think people do smell it out or think about it. I think it's, it's this noise of content, right? And it's this noise. I mean, it just, it goes into the noise and it goes into the um, yeah, all this stuff is BS. Right. Or, or something that, you know, that, that that's, I mean, candidly, it's at the center of why trust is, is, you know, increasingly drops down, you know, the, you know, the first law of propaganda is create confusion about everything. Um, it doesn't matter how crazy what you're saying is, as long as it makes everything feel like it's crazy, because then you don't listen to anything. And now, you know, it, it, it you know, we, we kind of lose some truth and, so I, I think it, it it plugs into the the problem that we're having in terms of finding because we've got three credible sources, right? We've got the writer who's credible, we've got Sandler who's credible, we've got HubSpot who's credible, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, yep, yeah, yeah, we end up where we're at. So so now let's because Julie, you've been waiting, you've been into anticipating. Let's circle I have like back three around. Things. Yeah, let's circle back around. And 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 if the three things don't match where I'm going, do your three things, and then we'll go where I want to go. Because I do want to <laughs> circle back around to this. Like, should your content always be cutting edge? Should it be pushing the envelope? Um, you know, are are there things like this that you you should just not do? Should do? Do they have a place? Like, Julie, what are your thoughts? Great. So that's kind of actually my, my first thing is I don't think the content of this article is really content that's for a sales leader. Again, I'm not one, but because we've all sort of felt this feeling of this is stuff that's always applicable. My gut is the content of this article maybe is for someone who doesn't have a specific sales background. So maybe you're a CEO or a founder who is hiring a sales team or a salesperson and you don't have sales leadership and you need to know some of that. And HubSpot has some content kind of to that persona. I think we were just looking at misalignment. And that's really, to me, the key with content is, am I writing the right title content, et cetera, for the person who should be reading it? I don't, I don't think it's written for that. I think it's written for one reason, one reason only. I don't necessarily. And it's not PR. It's not, I'm not going PR. I'm not going PR. Mm -hmm. This is all SEO. This is all, if you read it, everything in it is about SEO. It's about, it's about driving search traffic. 
and it's about getting a click onto the um, on, onto the, the the call to action for the sales enable. This is all about promoting sales enablement report, the sales enablement twenty twenty one report. This is all SEO. It's not written to an executive. No, I'm saying it's not written to an executive, but the it's title... not written to a CEO. It's not written to a non sales oriented CEO. It's not it's not useful there either. It's it's just it, it it's it's SEO. But so here's my question. Though. Yeah, but how if... hasn't optimized it? Like, oh, go ahead. Not well. Well, here's my question because I've, if if yeah. Julie, like, I'm not going to disagree with Julie. It's written for somebody. That's that's my question. Who the heck's it written for? And 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 Google. If, well, but here's the thing: Google don't give two squats about the sales enablement report. Like, you've got this offer down here, a sales enablement report. You've got this article, which one would think that it is pulling in, like the sales professional, the CEO, like Julie's saying, so you know that what? they can get to that. It might. There might be one more. There might be one other, there might be other, it, it might be, um, it's written for fulfilling a commitment. Mm. The commitment okay. was we're going to do a co-marketing post with Sandler. And as part of this co-marketing program, we're going to have a blog on and we interviewed and I'm going to try not to let my bias come through, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the effort of creating content in a co-created way, what they got was a whole bunch of commercial. And so what they tried to do was to put some lipstick on a pig to try to open it up to make it. <laughs> something a little bit more than content, but it's one of those two things, man. Cause it's just not, if you're a sales executive, you're a sales leader, you're, you're either, if you're not familiar with this stuff, you're either too small for it to matter. If you're a significant sales executive, then it's like, okay, platitude, platitude, platitude. And if you're a non sales oriented CEO, then they're using such language that you wouldn't even understand that you won't, you won't capture to it. And, and it's not written from the CEO to the, Right. And, and by the way, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't want to break down the, the construct of it, but that's, I mean, I agree. With, I mean, I, I, I fundamentally agree hit. with you. Yeah. You're, you're trying to find like what the right, like what's well, got to be written to somebody. So, I, I, you know, so Julie, why we you say said, don't write, don't write to search engines. Julie, you said three things. I think you got half of a thing out. So, so continue on with the other two and a half okay, things so yeah. that you want to mention. I think the, the alignment is wrong. I think that, and Doug, you may disagree here, um, but I don't care. Um, I think you can write a good 2021 trends post if you, you are in a space that has for real 2021 trends. Um, I think that you can write content for leadership audiences if you are writing content for leadership audiences. And George, I don't think it's a always never situation. This is not binary. Um, but like everything else, good content is content that speaks to the audience. So if I were to write a post that I want like a beginner marketer or an entry-level marketer to read, my 2021 post wouldn't be marketing trends you need to know for 2021. It would be like marketing trends that recent college graduates need to master to get their first job, right? Like you have to audience it. And then I shouldn't be talking about account-based marketing because a recent college grad doesn't need to know account-based marketing yet. They're not going to be running an ABM campaign. I vehemently agree with you. Fantastic. Except. That, no, that, that, that you can write a great 2021. You can write yeah. a great 2021 priorities piece. You can write a great 2021 trends piece. I, I hate this time of year because everyone writes these 20, you know, everyone uses that to just, you know, remanufacture things. And what's sad is there has never been an easier time to legitimately write a priorities for 2021 trends for 2021 in, and I, you know, certainly in sales, especially in sales, I think probably, especially in marketing, because there's like literally 
Like the difference between December 2020 and December 2019 oh. is like, yeah, it's like, like normal. It, you know, the problem is it's like watching Saturday Night Live right now. The content writes itself for Saturday Night Live and they just won't let, but you know, they're too damn smart for it. So they have to manufacture it. And I think what they're putting out there has been so far this year has been crap. And it's like the content, like it's just so rich there. This was so rich. You could do that to then, I mean, I, I clicked on it because I'm like, huh, what are they going to say? Mm. Huh? So, so a couple of things are killing me right now. That was, she got two things. She wants to get her third thing out. Yeah, hang What's on. I want to thing? get my yeah. thing. Get oh the, no, the, go ahead, George. Get, get the third thing out, and, and I gotta. Well, okay. hang on, because because he'll forget. He'll forget if I don't bring this up right now. How the hell do you agree with her? What word did you use? What? I said I vehemently agree. I'm gonna write that down for Scrabble, people. I don't even know what that means, which is terrible. I'm gonna go Google that junk when the show's over. Julie, go ahead. And I number three. I agree. Yeah, number three. Number three. Let's go with number three. Oh, number three. So this is what kind of like this one got me. Um, so the first priority is transparency and involvement from company leadership. The second priority is model a positive mindset. And I read those two things back to back. And my gut was, does this just set me up for toxic positivity? Mm. Right? If we want transparency from the top down, but we want everyone to have a positive mindset, what is that? Guys, things aren't great right now, but we can do it. Mm. I believe in you. That's really hard, right? Like, what about the, so I have a friend who, um, he works in the conference and event industry. Um, and they had a conference in Germany in March that got pushed to Germany in June, that got pushed to Germany in October that got pushed to virtual in November. And he, he works in sales and he has a sales role for these conferences and sponsorships and things like that. He has another conference to an overlapping audience that was originally scheduled for December. And now it's virtual in December. So he is trying to sell to the same audience for virtual conferences that are now six weeks apart. Yeah, no, that's difficult. And one of them has, has more prestige than the other, right? So his leadership team has been like, well, we have to sell these. And like, we have this goal we need to hit. We could totally do this. And everyone said the first event was great and this and that we don't have negative feedback. And he has to push back and say, the reality of my role is that I can't sell a less good thing five weeks after someone is already buying the thing that was not what they wanted to have in the first place. Right. So we can't just always from the top down say, I want to give you all the information you need, full transparency, financial, this and that, and then always paint a bright, sunny picture, right? Sometimes we have to say, we're not going to hit the goal. Well, well, this gets into the real meat of why I don't like this post, because they never even define what a positive mindset is. Um, I would bet that the author would agree with you. I would bet that the person interviewed would agree with you on that. Um, I, you know, I think of the Stockdale paradox. As a matter of fact, when, when, when the whole pandemic hit, I talked to all my clients. I talked to my entire team about the Stockdale paradox, which was, um, I learned about it where most people did in, in the book, Good to Great. Most people who learned about it, the Stockdale paradox was he survived Vietnam. And he said there, you know, there were, there were two types of people who didn't survive Vietnam. The ones who just gave up immediately, but the most dangerous ones were the optimists, right? The pure optimists. We're going to be out by, we're, we're, we're going to be rescued by Christmas because Christmas came and went and there was no hope. What, what the Stockdale paradox was is, is confront the brutal facts as honestly as possible 
and have complete faith that you'll succeed. Right. So yeah. you had complete yeah. faith that you will be rescued and you don't know. And I, so I would say that the Stockdale paradox is, would be my definition of, yes, it's a positive mindset. And so, yes, I am being positive when I tell you that this is a real problem, that there is a risk that, that um, I'll tell you the greatest book to read about positive mindset in difficult periods. I actually think everyone should read it is the book endurance by Alfred Keating. It's the story of Shackleton's voyage. It's the, I've read multiple books about Shackleton's voyage. Endurance is the best book about Shackleton's adventure where they got stranded at the South Pole and no one died. I mean, they lost some limbs, but no one died. Oh, my God. Okay. And so so there's all sorts of lessons in this episode. Uh, I'm definitely positive that I got exactly what I was looking for out of this episode with the link that I threw in. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. Look, uh, we have run out of time, believe it or not. Time flies when you're having fun. Listen to us complain about people not writing content. I've got good news for you. Go ahead. I've got good news, George, before you finish off, right? Because I know you wanted to talk about does does content need to be cutting edge? We're actually going to hit that point next week. Because what this is, is this is the epitome of why thought leadership isn't what you should be writing. Mm. Right. And, and that's going to get into the core of, of, of your question. I so I just that. wanted that's... to give everybody a little bit of dangle, a little bit of future. Too. A peek into the future. So make sure you hit us up on the Twitters. By the way, by the way. I would say to everybody, go to the show notes, read the article, uh, tell us if we're on drugs, tell us tell us if you agree, use hashtag Sprocket Talk, hashtag The Spot Podcast, of course you can tag Real Julie D, uh, Doug Davidoff, Max Jacob Cohen, or myself, at George B. Thomas, but until next time, remember to keep learning, keep growing, and of course, keep doing some happy hub spotting. <laughs>